Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Georgian trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What up, what up? My name is Nick Ingvall, and this is the Sneaker History Podcast. For me, sneakers has never really been about the shoes. It's been about the people. Sneakers have been the connection to friends, business partners, unforgettable stories and memories, and opportunities that I could have never imagined. My goal has always been to create something that opens doors for others to find ways to do something they're passionate about for a living. If you're already a member of the Sneaker History Discord, you know how great the community we have is. It's so much more than sneakers. When someone needs some help getting through a tough time, the community is there. When someone in the community drops a new product line or publishes their first YouTube video, everyone is quick to support. That's why this year we'll be launching a series of new podcasts directly from the community. The first is a Formula One-focused podcast hosted by myself, Rohit Malhotra, and Todd Yates, where we hope to make becoming an F1 fan a little easier and give you a better understanding of the sport whether you're just starting to watch or a longtime fan, you can check it out at exhaustnotes.fm or linked in the description for this episode. As always, thank you for supporting Sneaker History, and don't forget to tell someone you like their kicks today. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall. Got a two-man show today with my guy, Robbie Falke, to talk some kicks, and we're going to get into some new releases because, frankly, we just haven't done that in a while. So what's good, man? How you been? I'm good. A lot of shoes been dropping. Um... I tell myself I tell myself I haven't been buying that many shoes, and then I look back and say, okay, you kind of not that many, but you've been buying shoes. I'm good though. How are you? <laughs> you've been buying shoes. Have, have you been disillusional with yourself? Disassociative shoe disorder? Uh, DDD? You know, I feel like I always have that to be you know, to be completely fair. Um, but I haven't really bought much. Honestly, it's been it's it's like one of those situations where I've just been so busy. Like we've had a hard time connecting everybody to do the podcast. I feel like I haven't talked to like so many people in so long, but it's kind of a good thing because it just means that I'm not I'm not spending as much as I as I would be right. So mm-hmm. no complaints. Uh, a, a weird benefit is um, going through these renovations and did this California closet whole shindig, and I have the official Robbie shoe closet now. It's almost done. It's getting there. But as I was placing shoes into the shelf, I was pur- purposefully taking pairs and putting them in the shelves that I have not worn yet to remind myself, Hey, you might not need another pair this week. Here's a clean <laughs> pair, like out of the box. So they're in these beautiful white shelves, all hand built, custom built by California closet. It's great. Um, I took all the paper out. There's no boxes. There's no, there's nothing distracting me from just picking a pair up like fresh off the rack and going. So still haven't done that much. Cause I've been wearing one shoe particularly more than others, but a couple of times I think I've un- I think I've undiest two pairs in the past like um, six days, which is 
two more than the past like month. So <laughs> it's yeah. pushing me in the right direction. I'm excited for it. It's nice. been good to see. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it, man. It's it's going to be awesome. Um, well, you kind of alluded to it, but what? So what have you been rocking? What have you been copping? What have you been? Man, all I wear, and it's, it's so funny. I told this story in Instagram posts. Um, his name was Corey or Cody, I forget. Um, but this kid in middle school was such an asshole to me, and he always had these. Not always, but he had always had the fresh J's. These were one pair he particularly grilled me in while wearing, and like I remember just looking at my feet, and it's like. I was like 13, 14. I was a freshman, you know, not a lot of confidence in your in your young years. But he had these on and I didn't get them then. I think 2016 with the last retro. I didn't get those then either. There was the playoff low, which I'm not a low hater, but I want it's, it's not this. So to, yep. to finally get these from Jordan Brand and I've been wearing them for pretty much like a month and a half straight. I've, I've, been, I've had these since January. It's crazy. Um, but where I wear them all the time and it's just like. So many feelings, so many, this can, this can go to a rabbit hole. We're not going to jump down, but like putting on a fresh pair of OG Jordans, there will never be another athlete, another shoe line, another retro that makes me personally, and probably a lot of our listeners feel the same way as a fresh pair of clean OG Jays. I mean, like feel how you will about Jordan. You know, you could fall in love with them, be falling in love with them, whatever ebb and flow you are with it. Tell me, go into your closet right now, pull out your Concord, pull out whatever Concord, you know, black cement, bread, uh, playoff, final, whatever, whatever OG Jordan of your choice, lace them up and just look at your feet and you won't be like, damn, like it feels so good. Are you going to, a, a, a breath of this like confidence and it's so weird i'm not even i'm team lebron all day but Le, putting on lebrons do not make me feel the same way as putting on just a fresh pair of og even a new retro let's say jordan's but particularly the playoff 12 in this example but concords are out i've been looking at the concords i'm excited to wear those again stuff like that just like mm. nice man well i mean not on the jordan side but it's same same kind of vibe for me like I, I've been wearing the the Reebok, uh, the black toes is like, why not us? Why not us? The black yeah. toe questions, right? And for me, mm-hmm. questions are right up there with Jordans. But I totally oh. get it. I find myself like putting them on and just like staring. Like it's just so, something about like, and I don't know if it's like the age that we first got into those shoes, or if it's like something bigger <laughs> or what. But there's something crazy about it, and I think it's like. It's, it's awesome that you brought it up because it's one of those things that like people that don't have that feeling, that emotional attachment, that like, like they don't get it at all. But like the people that mm-hmm. do, probably most of the people that are listening to the podcast can be like, yeah, these are the shoes for me anytime, especially if I get a fresh pair. And like, again, like the other side of that too is like what you're doing, right? Wearing the same shoe for like a week, two weeks straight, like every day. I think it's one of those things when you get that pair, it's just like, I've been waiting for this for a really long time. And now I got to just stick with it. Iverson. I mean, so Kobe makes me sad when I put Kobe's on, I would put Iverson over Kobe at this current juncture with his line. I also feel some type of way. I think we feel that way because those were two athletes and Kobe too. when he first started and LeBron 
there wasn't all of the accessibility of social media. So it, it, they were, Alan in particular, was so up on a pedestal and elusive, but also so relatable. And it's, it's just like, it was just the perfect, I think it was just the perfect time to be a budding young athlete, that, that 20 year window where it's just like the elusiveness, the exclusivity, you know, people don't know what you're really like. Cause there's no, they're not seeing you on TikTok. You know, it's, it's, yep. it was powerful time. So Jordan, and then it's funny how that works in the crossover. We can go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jordan, the Niverson, it makes you feel some kind of like, yeah, like, yep. yep, exactly. What's up? Um, you p- I'm going to use that to transition up? to, yeah. I mean, uh, I just got in, uh, in the mail, the, uh, Midas gold dunk low Oh, nice over there, but they finally came in the mail. Those make me very happy. The all white Sakai's I've gotten rid of two Sakai waffle runners. Cause I didn't like the colors that much in hand and it sold them on StockX really quick. I like the white on white a lot. I might mess around and go for the three the, the the triple crown of buying and flipping a shoes i don't like it that much <laughs> who knows um what i'm interested in though and just like feeling some kind of way um you know it's international women's days we record this um international women's day was a couple of days ago when you're probably hearing this or it was yesterday it was recently and um thinking about how empowered i've been seeing women online with their sneakers um International Women's Day has nothing particularly to do with shoes, but a lot of people I would be following and do follow, you know, find that kind of bravado too as a woman in their sneakers that they identify, they, you know, they're about it. They love it. So they've been, uh, you know, really shining the past, you know, day and a half. And I love seeing it. Converse just did the International Women's Day uh, collection. You know, it's a Chuck 70. There is um, a really, oh, what's it called? It's a really crazy shoe. Um the um, run star motion ox uh, the Chuck Taylor all-star um, I just want to shout out that really quick. Cause Converse always does something really almost always, if not always does something really good with international blank day or international awareness day or doing something with, you know, the Chevron to, to empower embolden highlight spotlight brands. And this, the women's collection it's great this year, but it also got me really thinking about this, the women I've been seeing in my timeline and interviewed recently on um, the features, um, their women's collections out now. So if you want to go pick it up, go for it. But just, I love seeing young kids, women, um, not guys really like feeling some kind of way powerfully about shoes and getting into shoes. So, uh, maybe that could be your avenue to like shoes more go check out the Converse stuff. But if not, just like go put a pair on, um, you know, feel strong, feel powerful in your skin. Yeah. Powerful rant. <laughs> no, definitely, man. I, I, I was going to say that too, with Converse has been really like, they almost like took on Nike's role from like five or six years ago. Right. Like Nike used to like hit on every single thing and like have just constant flow of stuff going. And now they've like scaled it back. And maybe it's just because it's like moved more to sneakers app. And I just am not in the sneakers app hardly at all, but mm-hmm. like, Converse just does a good job of getting that message out to people. I think better too, on top of just mm-hmm. participating in and empowering and like kind of just always being aware, right? Like the brand just seems to yeah. always be really aware of what's going on, which uh, props to them for that. Definitely. Comes across in, you know, good marketing. You can really tell with everything like Converse posts online. It's like, Oh, this was like well curated and like thoughtful and like inclusive and positive vibes. Everybody, you know, Chuck's are that kind of shoe. 
Um, we'll do one of these days, the March Madness. Well, it's, it's in the it's in the back pocket for us. But like thinking about Kareem playing UCLA and Chucks, and then now like everybody and their mom literally wears Chucks. Is this? It's for everybody. It's, it's really cool. Um, speaking of shoes for everybody, um, this might not be a shoe for everybody because we haven't seen it in a couple years. But it's likely been on a shoe radar for many people. It's the SE Trainer by Nike. Um, first time since 2017 in the Auburn Bo Jackson official ass colors. In my opinion, the best and only way that shoe should release. Like the SE Trainer in Auburn, that should just be it. Had that on a shelf at all times. Last time I seen them, there was like the SC2 and like a really big push in like 2012, 13. Um, never really spoke to me that much, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit fronting on myself. and I'm definitely getting a pair of these Bo Jackson. This, this is just the Bo Jackson, right? Like this is the Bo. Yep. I mean, you love the Bo. A- absolutely. I, I mean, I love all the, all the trainer stuff, like the anything late eighties, early nineties for me, a little bit chunkier than what we're used to nowadays, as far as trends go, but hasn't quite, hasn't quite had the, like, you know, the Virgil or the Travis remake, you know, I, I, I like that it's not been brought into this new era sometimes, but also like, you know, there's some, like there, there's been some great shoes that come from those partnerships, but I, uh, the only thing is I have to not disagree I just have to point out back in the day, the very first pair of trainer SCs that I had was like a white with gray and infrared. They never retroed that colorway, but if they retroed that colorway, I think it's up there with the Auburn colorway. That's, Mm -hmm. that's coming from someone who is, is wearing orange 99% of their life. And the SC Auburn is like absolutely one of the best, if not the best Bo Jackson shoe, arguably the best trainer, Nike trainer. I know that's fighting words for a lot of people out there, but um, I would love to see them bring back the original like white and gray and infrared because it was, I don't know why it wasn't such, you know, like wasn't on the list of like retro product. It's, I felt yeah. like it was because the SC2 came back in, in an infrared colorway, but the original mm-hmm. didn't. So, um, but, and we've been, yeah. No, go ahead. No, just like um, the SC2 released in 1990s. So it really is that perfect middle ground between 80s and 90s, the beginning of the 90s. Um, the Trainer 1 chlorophyll, right? Um, Air Trainer 1, that's been popping up in shelves. That's another one that's kind of eluded me um, just because there's so many shoes on earth. I love both of them, but I've never done it. I need to pick both of them up for like historical purposes. But I bring up the chlorophyll because I feel like that Auburn colorway, chlorophyll, you know, Volt, Silver Bull, like that was maybe the best or the most iconic 10-year run in like colorways. I mean, let's say from 90 to 2000, everything we've seen the 22 years since then is an offshoot of those colorways, in my opinion. Like Bread came in, 80s had their thing too, but just pound for pound, every year there's a hit, like iconic color that is now on every single Nike or Jordan or Converse shoe to the end of time and it's the sc trainer and the chlorophyll the bo jackson to be specifically the auburn and the sc trainer are both like two of those colorways where it's like there's going to be chlorophyll and auburn everything forever yeah period totally and i I think like that's an interesting point because 
it's part of that allure and that like just had to be there kind of story like you said with the jordans because Mm -hmm. all of this was like simultaneously happening you know like nike 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 doesn't own any colors necessarily like they might you know kind of own a color for a, a little while but like we don't even see that now right like the closest thing that i can think of is travis scott and wearing brown on his shoes but that's not mm-hmm. anywhere close to the level that some of these colorways on their own, like just grew followings for throughout all of all of sneakers. Right. Like it's just it's just pretty wild to think about that. And we just, you know, like like yeah. you said, like that's something that's just not going to happen again. We're never going to see that. Nobody's going to invent a new color and be like, yeah, this is this is the hot shit now. Right. So. And I mean, shout out to my homies and Nike on the color teams making new colorways of shoes. You guys do a great job. And I'm sure this stuff will be used and your colors, you know, combinations will transcend some level. But it's like, all I have to say is chlorophyll. You're like, oh, yeah. Like, you can market any shoe as, as, as one word for a plant nucleus, right? And whatever chlorophyll actually is, it's crazy. Um Here's here's a weird question. We've never kind of done this before, but there's two shoes I'm going to give you that there's been many colorways of in a short amount of time. Just a quick, would you rather have this one or that one? So there's the Air Jordan 1, Rebellion Air, coming out early from Undefeated, releasing you know wider from Jordan accounts, you know sneakers, all that kind of stuff. It's a Jordan 1 Shadow with some fancy stuff on it. Or the Jordan 1 Center Court, the low-top one that debuted on MJ's feet with the kind of wing thingies on the back. I only put these two together because a lot of sneakerheads, myself included, probably have a million Jordan 1 like in the traditional build. Are we at the point now where you're like, okay, I'm going to go for a center court because it's different? Or, you, or <laughs> would you still rather go for you know the Rebellion Air? Uh, Stay in line. If you had a gun to your head, and like pick one of these two shoes now. I'd go with the Rebellion Air 1. So okay. I, it's a good comparison, though, because I don't like the Rebellion Air. Like... It, I, it's just not for me. Like I like the idea yeah. of the graffiti kind of thing. I like the idea of, of like, but, and maybe this is just because I was around for the LeBrons or have seen the LeBron retro rumors, but like that style doesn't look right on the old shoe. Right. It looks like it looks better on a late nineties, early two thousand shoe. Um, and as far mm-hmm. as the center court, I'm just not a fan of it. Like, that's the dad shoe. Yeah, People it's grill in the curry. What was it? The the, the curly four. Lo, the curry. No, the curry two low. Well, well, yeah, well, whatever the chef curry was. The all white dad but shoe. But that shoe was modern like looking. Court. New technology, cushioning, all that stuff, right? Yeah. This is the Jordan dad shoe. Equivalent, totally. In my totally. opinion. Yep, I agree. All right. So dad sees these. Dad's like, shit, let's go. Um, um, but young dad like Mike. Might go the LeBron route. Let's pivot to LeBron. Um, you just brought up his graffiti stuff. That's going to come back. But we just had some news that the LeBron old Palmer, LeBron 9 low, staying right in line with the LeBron stuff throughout the 9 line, retroing a lot. Um, you excited to see the LeBron old Palmer? You into that shoe? Interested? I'll, I'll try for Mike, but I, I don't. I, I I would feel like. Not you. I would feel bad if I got that shoe. And somebody I know that really wanted it, wanted it. Like, I would try for it. I like the shoe enough to buy it. But it's going to be one of those shoes that when I get it, I'm just going to be like, I probably am not going to wear this. 
mm-hmm. like it'd be cool to have and look yeah. at and put it on the shelf for a while but i don't think i would wear it i'd rather wear a south beach yeah i'd rather rather wear many other lebrons if i'm gonna wear a lebron i guess so it's you? really funny about this shoe compared to the other one you just brought up the south beach i passed on the south beach um I ended up buying I, I have the Hardwood Classic LeBron 8 Retro and the Laker LeBron 8 Retro. And after those two shoes, I kind of learned, like, I don't like wearing high-top LeBrons like I used to when I was a kid. There's going to be times where I do, and it still pops up every now and again. It's fun. But I now want lower-cut LeBrons for an everyday. And I think the LeBron 9 is top three low-top ever made in that version. This was a highly sought-after sample in two different flip colorways. I've been looking at this shoe from very far away to kind of quote Mike's big bang video. He just did. I've been looking from very far away at this shoe. Um, I am a hundred percent a buyer. I have a huff hat that has like the same prints on it. I wear it all the time. I love that has very comfortable. This isn't a match it perfectly. I'm going to wear like a, you know, a white, I don't know. It's like, these are going to get a lot of play for me. They're kind of corny, but I think in the best way possible, it's like cornflakes corny. It's delicious. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, I could totally understand that. All right, I, I got, I got, I got to put you on the good. spot now because I know that you're uh, definitely a fan of some of the Yeezy Boost stuff. And now we got two Yeezy retros, basically, right? We got the the Oreo 350, the black version with the, the kind of light grayish stripe, and then the zebras are are now coming on April 9th. So you got. Arguably like a low key Yeezy and then like the most, I say obnoxious in a loving way, but like the zebras are like, you're not missing this shoe no matter how far away from me you walk. So yeah, if you had to choose, which one are you going for? I'm going for both. And I put some (laughs) thought into this. I want the Oreos as is. I don't have a pair of black 350s yet. I've always wanted a pair of mostly black, like dark black. I have some utility black um, 700s, no, um, 750, whatever, so many damn numbers. But I want like a dark black easy. So I definitely want those Oreos for sure. And I've never wanted the zebras ever until the TikTok era because now I see people dyeing shoes, all of this, dipping random shoes and dyeing them and stuff. I'm going to try to get the zebras and I'm going to dye them. I'm going to dip them in like as blood of red as I can and make like a red zebra or something. It's still going to be obnoxious. It's still going to be impossible to miss like you were just describing, but that shoe has been retroed so much. And is such like, it's a, it's a sneaker. It's a sneaker joke, right? I mean, it's the, or the zebra is this like, it's, it's a meme shoe. Like that shoe is a meme. But um, at this point, I want to take that. And it's really make it my own. I, I don't really don't customize a lot of things, but that shoe is so played and so corny. Um, it's like pounds of sugar corny. It's definitely not good for you. But, you know, if you put your own spin on it, if it died, I mean, I'm thinking red, but maybe like zombie green. I don't know. But like, I'm going to do something weird to it if I can get a pair. And I'm going to make them super bright with that zebra stripe. And it's going to be a Robbie special. Yeah. You'll oh. see if I get them. Not paying resale. If I can get them for retail, I, I will. I will die. I totally shoe. agree, though. Like dying that shoe. Like I'm not a big red shoe fan, fan but like dying that shoe all red or all green or all blue, even like would just be like a game changer. Especially if you can get it dark. Like not like 
not like oh, like yeah. dark dark where it's like not noticeable but like a bright dark right because to the to your point yeah. about the customizing a lot of stuff i've been seeing I love all that stuff on TikTok. Shout out to mm-hmm. our TikTok channel. Yeah, follow us on TikTok. I do post there occasionally. But the people that dye stuff, like, I know it's a learning curve, so I'm not knocking how it turns out. But a lot of times stuff that I watch on TikTok, for instance, I, I watched a a guy do like a coffee dye, right? And it was with a pair of Yeezys. And it's great. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Like you could make something really cool with it, but it essentially, I think it was pretty easy, but it essentially like it ends up just looking kind of aged because it, it's not like a long enough dye process and it's, and it's coffee probably. Mm-hmm. But like, if you had like, if you got it to the, the best way I can say it is if you got it to the point where I didn't know if you did it at home or paid a shoe surgeon to do it, that's where, mm-hmm. that's where I'd be like, okay. I'm turning, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to this, to this pair of shoes. That's what I'm shooting for is Rowett is a dying master. He's really good at dying stuff. Um, so I'm definitely going to bring him to him. We'll do it at his, at his house. Um, to your point, I seen like people doing new balance five fifties and only really like the trim sticks. Cause they're not using a strong enough dye on leather. Like it's just never going to stick. Um, that easy i'm talking dye so strong it's definitely been tested on animals like something where it's just like chemically treated as fuck like these things are going to be like red or blue but just i still want to see the zebra stripes but we'll see if i can secure a pair for retail i will call upon the discord to help me do that um i'm dying them it's gonna get weird it's gonna it's gonna be cool um speaking of bright so um the shoe surgeon, you kind of brought up the shoe surgeon. He did a Virgil Abloh commemorative, you know, commemorative Jordan 1 low and high pair with the Jordan 1 Louis Vuitton print. Is I, I bring this up because this is his work is extremely expensive, yeah. like very, very, very expensive. But I think it might be a little cheaper than what those Louis V Air Force Ones ended up actually going for at auction. <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, shoe surgeon, please charge a billion dollars for your work. You do great work, but would you, would you take like a, now knowing that those air force ones exist and money is not an option. Nick won the lotto. He's big balling. Would you be interested in something like that? Like a Jordan one air max, whatever, with like a Louis V print. Is is that cool now that it's become official through Nike or is it like still kind of like little bow wow? I posted on the, the sneaker history Instagram, little bow wow, and like a Gucci suit with the Gucci Air Force One customs. Um, or is it like that? Is, is it a little bow wow or is it Virgil? I mean, I think, or is it Nick Young? In the middle? Yeah, I think it's somewhere in the middle, right? Like, I, I would never wear, like, even if I was balling beyond recognition, I would never wear. Louis Vuitton. I would never. What if he owned a tiger and a Lamborghini? Like Sultan stuff. <laughs> Sultan money. That's I, I still I'd still be super low key, man. I'd still probably be rolling a Honda. <laughs> but to that point, though, with a tiger in the back of Honda. <laughs> to that point, though, I think I look at this both what Virgil did and you know what what Dominic about su- the ah, the shoe the shoe surgeon does. <laughs> And I would put either of these on display, right? Like, I feel like 
the work is like worthy of being in like an art gallery. Like people should come in and yeah. like experience the craftsmanship and the quality and the story behind it. That's that's how I how I feel about these shoes. I think they're I think they're far beyond what the average person should even be considering wearing, to be honest. But don't you even think about wearing those, said Nick. <laughs> and I quote, I'm just kidding. Um, I was going to ask you um, about I mean, he does, one other shoe. Well, I guess there's two, but specifically. So I think like we kind of talked about the bad bunny shoes when they first dropped like that brown version of the forum that was like had mm-hmm. the extra straps and stuff. And I really like that shoe, but it's impossible to get. I don't remember how you felt about them, but he's got the new response CL, which is like a 90s runner. And it's like literally like drip paint on the sides, bright yellow. I think there's a all mostly all white one or cream colored one. How do you feel about them? I love them. So I enter. It's it's so funny how my relationship with Adidas confirmed is much different than the sneakers app. I don't hit. I hit less on the Adidas confirmed app, honestly. But I enter every Bad Bunny shoe, the 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 brown one, like the cargo, whatever it was, the the black. Um, these I will be entering for too. Um, I love, I like his music. I like the shoes. Um, I really don't care about the response. I don't care about like retro Adidas running or lifestyle. Anything really doesn't mean very much to me. Yeah. Um, but these, with the, the modern twist and his name attached to it, the colors really popping. Um, it's hitting on all cylinders. I will Adidas confirmed that, but I'm going to be 0% angry when I don't get, it. I try to get the static, um, the static retro. Yeah. Uh, what was that? 700 V two V three. Yeah. I really wanted those. I should have asked. I forgot to ask people, um, for their entries, but I really wanted that. She was like 550 bucks on resale. And that's way too much. I'll pay 300 retail for it. It's a gorgeous and easy. These bad, these bad bunnies, bad bunnies are the same. Like, I'm going to enter and probably won't hit, but I'm not going to pay resale for them either. But when I see somebody like wearing them, I'm going to dap them up. I'm going to love on them. It's a good looking shoe. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Totally. And yeah, I, I feel the same way it. with the, with confirmed. I don't get as angry with it, but I definitely, I think I might even enter more on the confirmed yeah. app than I have in sneakers recently for myself. Like I basically am entering every day based on somebody in the discord wanting a pair of shoes. Right. So. If anybody's mm-hmm. looking for it, well, I'm just looking out for funny, them, basically. So, what's funny about like the confirmed app is it's literally just like, you know, uh, a toss in the bucket, a fish in the bucket, yeah. whatever, whatever you put in buckets easily. Um, you know, you don't expect much. It's just like you know, if, if if I hit, I hit. If I don't, I don't. Um, let, let's end on this shoes. I know a lot of the people in our Discord were trying to get it. There's a lot of Air Max heads. Um, the concepts Air Max One, um, heavy heavy i don't get why it's called the heavy but it releases march 12 and it's really heavy um this is the same kind of thing like i i i'm not going to try for it. i don't this shoe means nothing i'm the air max one really i i have the og like anniversary pair the red ones and i wear them sparingly this out of respect for it but the one doesn't mean much to me like, i'd rather have the bad bunny than these but i feel like they're both like really trying to like pop right they're both really trying to like say something with their with their colorways which one do you like do you, do you like this one uh i like them because i just i i tend to like just weird air maxes um but 
I'll probably be entering. I think Dalton's really into this colorway. I, I mean, like you said, everybody in the Discord seems to be into these. I entered, I entered the last one, but didn't didn't hit. I mean, I just don't expect to hit on anything. And even when I do, when I start to get hopeful, I'm usually entered under somebody else's size anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but unless you pull with me and they enter a shoe for you and they change my mind, you know what? You know what these remind me of? Um, I think you have a pair of these. Do you have the um, De'Aaron Fox yeah. Air Max one? Yep. Swipe yeah, us. I'm gonna wear that because it's relevant to me in Sacramento, right? You know, so don't those kind of remind these kind of remind you like a little yeah, bit, a little bit, a little like I know the little, denim. a little bit of what they're going on. They're just I mean, they're just using crazy materials and a bunch of different patterns and stuff. Right. And I think the three versions of the of it, um, you know, I think it's all cool, but it's just not for me. I'd, I'd rather have that on dunks than, a, than an Air Max, I think, from concepts specifically. But um, so, OK, la, la, last really last shoe. Speaking of dunks, Kentucky Lowe's. How do you feel about them? Oh, I'm going to try to. Those have my, those stupidly have my <laughs> name written on it. Um, when I said I was putting shoes in the, in the thing to not be where took five pairs of dead stock dunks out and put them in the shelf. <laughs> so that's five other to get to, but uh, this one, will, this one will be no six now because of the, the Midas golds. So yeah, these will be number seven probably to sit in their way to be worn. I, I have the high top ones from last year that really weren't the Kentuckys, but they were. Yeah. Um, I have those. I tried not to do high low dunks in the exact same color, but like, you tell me this: dunk high, winter, fall; dunk low, summer, spring. I don't like mixing that up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, like no matter what I. But Jordan won high all year. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I. I mean, I would one hundred percent prefer the dunk low over the dunk high all the time i think the only exceptions to that are like stuff that's super crazy like deftones dunks or something right like something that that is just like mm -hmm. so outside or like you know floms or something um see nick you just haven't upgraded past the dicky because <laughs> if you don't wear dickies and you wear like new pants the whole you know you tuck the sock in to the bottom yeah. of your sweatpants <laughs> so like there's no awkward you know friction around the high top dunk because the high top dunk nowadays is like a mid really it's like a mid without a strap it's not a high dunk it's it's a gimp <laughs> um it's a gorgeous gimp um but yeah it's like you you tuck the sock into the bottom of your your cuffs joggers and everything runs smoothly down there it's a beautiful thing try it out uh, this week i'm more the sparties the michigan state michigan state's the green one right yeah, yeah. The, I have the green ones from like two years ago, still dead stock in the shelf. I'm going to wear those this week, this weekend. Watch. I mean, thing with, thing with dunks is they just always look good. Always. It, yeah. It's kind of like, like you said, Jordan ones, you almost always want the, or you always want the highs. I think it's probably like 95%. I want the highs, but like with dunks, they just all look good. Like I, I th this might be very blasphemous, yeah. but I just had the thought, so I might just might as well say it in front of the entire world. But like the dunk might be better than the Jordan one. Oh, the dunk is better than Jordan one. Um, if it has air, if, it, <laughs> if, if it's, because they're both uncomfortable as hell. Um, I need that. The Jordan one wins in the little bit of comfort you can feel in that heel. But um. What's really crazy, man, is this like, 
I feel the same way. It's 99% high top with the Jordan one. It's so hype beast and I'm never going to pay the money. I think I should never say never because I buy a lot of dumb shit. The Travis one lows, man, are the only ones lows that really get me. Every time I see someone wearing the blue or the brown pair, I'm like, God damn, that looks good. Like the high top Travis's do not do it for me, especially the white and blue ones. They're, they're cool. Whatever. The, the low top blue, like I might one day fuck around and spend 2000 on if it's dead stock, the, the, the low top pair, but like that just something about those. It's not the backward swoosh. It's this, it's the materials. You can tell that that shoe just has nicer leather than it's brethren. It's just, it's built better. It's built different. <laughs> and, um, it just looks like it gets me every time I see it. I'm like, do not let me get on drunk stock X and accidentally put a bid in for like, I'm a bid like 1800. No one's ever going to accept that. And then they do and oops i gave up on bidding on on one day on stock x it just i don't bid i put i mean you see the text i get the group i put low balls in and somebody either comes and meets me at my price or i don't get the shoe like that's literally my stock x mentality if they meet me down here or i don't care or or it expires and i forget i ever made the bid <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah oh man they haven't expiring fast enough recently, though. I'm that's why I'm cooling it. Like I'm not even on StockX anymore. Yeah, I try, I try to I try to just not even look at the aftermarket stuff. But you know, once once no, it's us once you get down a rabbit hole, though that rabbit hole is deep and wide, and there are different avenues and more holes down below. You're just like, what the hell? Where am I? No, it's literally the Discord. <laughs> And talking to us, talking to us for and the Discord is why I'm on StockX putting little ball bids in. Because I see something, somebody war rock something, or you bring something up, and I'm like, hmm, let's go put a little taste in. <laughs> yep. And it's, it's all bad. Oh, man. All right, man. Well, good catching up. Good running through some new releases. Catch us both on the Sneaker History Instagram and the Sneaker History Discord. Robbie, give them, give them, your, give them your IG as well. Let them know when the when the next Robbie's Closet is coming. You know we're we're getting close, right? Man, so the Robbie's Closet is just taking a long time right now because Robbie's house has had some delays. So California closets can't come back in and finish building the shoe closet because there's not going to be a floor for them to walk on for a couple of days. So um, eventually, we are getting there. We are 100% getting there. Um, it's going to be the most beautiful outside of Robbie's closet ever. I already have it all in mind. We're going to do it by shelf. It's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Just, I would say before the end of the month, I say that loosely because they come back on the 29th. <laughs> so it's not going to be. Hopefully. Hopefully. It's, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Very soon though. Find me at R A H B E E seven Oh two. Nick, uh, find me find at you? Nick Ingvall on all the platforms. More importantly, make sure you're following at sneaker history on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. YouTube, Twitch, wherever, and catch us both in the Discord, chopping it up almost every day. Thanks for tuning in, rocking with us, supporting us. We appreciate y'all. If you want more content from us, make sure you check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash sneaker history. We'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace. Hey, everyone. This is Nick again. Before you take off, do us a solid and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Give us a rating on Spotify or Amazon Music. And make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel because we have even more content coming for you in 2022. Speaking of new content, we have an amazing community of sneaker enthusiasts that hang out in the Sneaker History Discord on a daily basis. 
While sneakers is the connection point that brought us all together, we've all discovered countless shared passions we have in common with other people within the community. We recently launched the first of a handful of new podcasts that will be coming directly from our sneaker history community. We'll get into the details for those in a future episode, but I'm excited to share that the Exhaust Notes podcast is now live. Now, this is a show about the world of cars, racing, and other automotive-related topics. If you're a fan of Formula One, Formula Drift, cars and coffee, or you're just a weirdo like me that enjoys the smell of gasoline, I think you'll enjoy this one. If you do, add Exhaust Notes to your subscribe list so you'll be updated when we drop future episodes. As always, thank you for supporting Sneaker History, and don't forget to tell someone you like their kicks today. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.